I Don't Know What the Fuck I'm Doing podcast. We are your hosts, Anastasia. And David. If this is your first time listening, this is the podcast where we humorously normalize uncertainty. We encourage and support entrepreneurs who are determined to crush it anyway. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. We cover three areas of topics in the podcast, including business, health, and relationships. We also interview guests with successful business owners who tell their what the fuck stories and share some resources to help you keep doing something. So let's all explore how no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. So we talked about figuring out, is it a vice? Mm -hmm. What I really wanted to talk about is when we shouldn't give it up. Mm -hmm. Because the big thing that everyone's always like is, stop doing your bad habits, you shouldn't do this, don't drink too much, don't do drugs, don't sleep with strangers all of these are bad things well, that could be advice too yeah <laughs> absolutely sex go. is totally i was nice. like oh hey think about that for yeah. a moment yeah um but i want to make the argument that i think there are a lot of vices and bad habits that socially we're told is not a good thing but if we're using them appropriately it is totally okay mm. and i think that just comes with societal and marketing societal norms mm-hmm to where this is bad. Because in previous podcasts, you talked about your passion for video games when you were a kid. Okay. Fast forward to today, if you continue that activity, you could be a multimillionaire gamer, a right? Freaking multimillionaire. <laughs> and I would be I would be a good video gamer and I could be a video game coach to other video gamers. Precisely. Didn't even realize that was a thing. Precisely. Anger. But I had parents, <laughs> right? Or I could Anger. just be an, a really good at more computer stuff. But I had parents that took away my computer access. Right. Because it was my punishment. Because it didn't fit the societal norms that mm-hmm. they thought was correct for you. At that time, right. exactly. And so this is parents with kids and devices, right? Mm-hmm. Same kind of concepts. Yeah. Or overuse of devices and lack of being out and about playing in gardens or whatever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lack of real world, virtual world. It's either you have to have one or the other. And there's not right. this, like, helping your kids identify what are the vices and what are, when or should you get passion. rid of or keep? Right? Yeah. Is it a vice yeah. or is it a passion? That's, I think that's really key. And I feel like this transits, translates to everybody, but let's use the example of the parent. Mm-hmm. How often are they really checking in with their kids? Okay. Because my mom, know. she try, she did do try, but mm-hmm. there came a point where she couldn't because she had to survive day to day with what she had to do. Okay. And if she dived into my things... It would make her feel like she was the worst mother in the world. And she's like, I got to make sure I can, can take care of all of this. Mm-hmm. That is not going to help me take care of all of this, right? So she was doing the things the best of her ability to mm-hmm. make sure that we had rent paid, that we were able to have food on the table, and she could just make sure I survived. <laughs> like, I, she's still breathing yeah. and she's been fed. Yeah. That's all we need, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's there's survival that That's comes into this, ma- too. Maslow's hierarchy. There. She's right. meeting your basic needs. Exactly. And, and then, sometimes that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But again, it's that awareness piece. If I had known how I felt, if I had been trained in a way of identifying those things and knowing what's going on with me rather than just being able to adapt what's going on around me so that I could survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's where I feel like the vices can come in because vices can also be societal norms as we're getting to that point. Okay. Too much video games is bad for you. Mm-hmm. That's a societal norm that's been created. Mm-hmm. Right. So societal norms of you go to school, 
you go get your degree, you mm-hmm. go get a job, you work for 70 years, you retire. That's a vice. Yeah, I agree. For not everybody, mm-hmm. but for a lot of people. Okay. Right? I feel like our millennial generation can really feel into that piece. And I feel like a lot of the gen, older Gen Zs especially are really feeling into that now. Absolutely. They're like, wait, I did exactly what the millennials did. And they were struggling, but I knew I wasn't going to struggle because my parents said, you won't struggle like the millennials because you aren't entitled. What they say, is that the thing? <laughs> they do. Uh, I mean, hilarious. not everybody, obviously, but it's <laughs> definitely a popularized statement. You're not entitled, so you'll do just fine. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's these, that makes sense to me, but yeah, I've there's these societal this. stigmas. Don't yeah. be like the millennials, mm-hmm. right? Don't be like the boomers. Don't be like the Gen Z, right? There's pieces of every generation. There's pieces of every gender. There's pieces of every demographic and ethnicity that has things that can really serve greatly amongst the masses. Okay. But because of societal norms, and this can get into so many different things like BLM, gender rights, and equal rights and equal pay, it can get into so much of that. Mm-hmm. Where vices on societal norms inhibit someone to continue to stay into the vice. Okay. I like it. So how do you identify what is a societal vice and what is a conditioned vice and what is an addictive vice? I feel like there's different vices Hmm. that come from different places. Okay. That's a good question. How do you identify where the vice is coming from? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's key. And having no judgment on it, just being aware, right? Okay. So again, it comes back to that Mm self-awareness. Is, is this action something that I want to do or is it something I've been conditioned to do or is it something I'm just used to doing? Um, hmm. And I think that's a really hard conversation, especially when it's something like, uh, I've been paying these taxes <laughs> because I'm told to pay these taxes. <laughs> well, even though, no, hold on. Even though I'm 100% against where all of these dollars are being spent by True. my government. Yeah. Uh, because I'm told to pay this, even though I'm morally against this situation, mm-hmm. because I've been conditioned to do it, I'm going to do it anyways, and I'm not going to complain. Mm-hmm. I think that is, a, there's a lot of things in our world that if we just stepped back and after, asked ourselves that question, am I doing this because I believe in it? Am I doing this because um, I think it's right? Am I doing this because it's something that... Uh, something that I want to move my life in that direction towards? Mm. Or am I doing it because I've either been told to, because we're set, like me, again, for drinking, um, it was socially acceptable to day drink. (laughs) During COVID, yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, this is hilarious and fun. That's great, right? But was was I doing it because I wanted to do it? Or because I was feeling the need to be dependent on something and society just said it was okay. Right. Right. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast yeah. with Impact Theory actually yesterday. I listened to a few yesterday. Okay. With uh, Tim Bailu. I might be saying that wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he was interviewing, again, I might get this wrong, uh, Saad Guru from India. Okay. He's got a huge uh, following and YouTube channel. He's like one of the top most influencers in India with <laughs> one point what billion people. Yeah. So he's kind of a big deal. Okay. Um, he's kind of a spiritual leader in some ways, but more or less, I would say he's very much of just someone who helps cultivate opening your mind. Okay. And he was <clears throat> chatting on Impact Theory. This was a recent episode if you want to Google it. And what I loved is that he said, belief is very, very dangerous. 
Because it doesn't just mean religion. It doesn't just mean, you know, where you came from, how you were raised, and so on. It's literally the origins of belief creates a closure, which okay. means it literally creates a death. So there's these words that create closed mind, closed death, right? Okay. And then there's Explain these words. In a little bit of a so when I say closed or death, I mean you go through your emotions, mm -hmm. right? You get up in the morning, you, get, you take your shower, you do these things, you drive to work, you do your job pretty mindlessly, mm -hmm. and then you come back home and maybe you got an hour with the kids and then this and then, and then you go back to bed. Okay. Okay, it's this continuous cycle of literally just habitual um, actions, mm -hmm. which means you're not actually living. You're not awake in those moments. They're just motorized. Okay. Because how many times have you been driving down the road and you get home and you're like, I don't remember the entire time I was driving, right? Totally, yeah. It's basically a way of saying it's closed. It's okay. literally a death because you're not fully living in the moment. Okay. Like okay. the death of experience. Correct. Right, okay. So belief is also a way of saying I am not going to be extremely open to everything mm. around me. Mm. I am closed on my belief and that is what I believe, right? Yeah. Even if you have bouts of being open. Right. But you will be closed on that belief. So it's literally a death within yourself. Yeah, so having that belief is yeah. your belief no matter what logic is put into it right? yeah so like yeah. people who believe in evolution people who believe mm -hmm. in creation people who believe in christianity islam or atheist doesn't matter yeah nothing's going to impede your belief until you are open to possibility yeah right so openness is life right right mm -hmm. so these vices is literally a type of death so okay. you have to ask yourself Am I being open with my vice or am okay. I being closed with my vice? Okay. Am I in my belief with my vice or am I being engaged with my vice? Okay. Right? So it's yeah. really just where is your, again, that kind of conscious awareness piece? Because mm -hmm. if you're not fully open to mm -hmm. your vice leaving you even, okay, that's a death. Yeah. And that's dependence and addiction. Exactly. If and that's we a death. can't get rid of it. Right. Mm -hmm. You're literally attached to it, which means mm -hmm. you are not open to all this possibility around you. Right. So it's again a death. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening right now and you're confused, mm -hmm. <laughs> go watch that episode yeah. on impact theory with said guru. Mm -hmm. um, it's incredibly impactful and it's only, I mean, impact theory, right? It's only 45 minutes long, but it, mm -hmm. it really changed a lot of how I see moving throughout my day. Okay. Because I'm not going to lie, this last week especially... Mm -hmm. Coming back from Mexico, mm -hmm. <sighs> it's been so hard for yeah. me because I thrive on being in new environments and having those challenges and meeting new people. Like, I thrive on that. Mm -hmm. I suffer with, in a sense, that death that Sadhguru is talking about, that mediocrity of waking up, taking your shower. Like, it's so hard for me to have what they call the routine, Okay. right? Mm -hmm. So the 5 a.m. club. Mm. <laughs> I have lots of opinions on that. Okay. <laughs> um, so the vices, even routines can be vices, right? As to said Guru's point, yeah. it's a death. Mm -hmm. Making sure you wake up, you have your shower, you have your breakfast, you get in your car, you go to work, you do your job, you come home, you have two hours of social life and family life, and you go to bed. Yeah. That's a death. That, mm -hmm. to me, is a vice, personally. So... I think there are a lot of people who are going to completely disagree with you. And that's fine. Everyone yeah, is but, also different. Yeah. But to me. Right. And many people who are listening. I mean, most people, I feel like, with this podcast. Mm -hmm. It's a vice. Yeah. And I I think this is really interesting because a lot of people want stability. They right. want. Um, like, I want stability. Right. I just don't want a routine. Well, the routine is stability. So they Sometimes. know 
that this is how things are going to go. But like you said, if they have that routine, the routine is set, there is a lot of pain that comes when the routine gets messed up. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, people and, like that. And so being aware, like, am I angry that it's my routine is being messed up, which means my security is being threatened mm -hmm. and my stability is being threatened, right? Mm -hmm. So it's that awareness is like, why am I angry? What le what led up to it? What was my expectation? And what is my reaction? I think right. a great example of That's this, neat. of mm -hmm. someone who is used to routine and someone who is not working together. So yes. uh -huh. routine being someone's vice and routine not being someone's vice, right? Yeah. So a good example would be friend Donnie. She's down in Texas, okay? okay? And she's working with a client. And I know this client's not listening to this episode, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she's down in Texas. Um, they're going through their whole freeze storm in Texas, okay? So they mm -hmm. have no electricity. Or no, they did have electricity, um, but they had to be very mindful with it. Mm -hmm. So everyone around them had no electricity. She had electricity. She's working for her client, who I believe, as a guess, is in their 60s. Mm -hmm. Their father is in their 90s. So she's kind of staying in that house with everyone. Mm -hmm. Now, the guy who's 90 doesn't understand her laptop nomad working style. Mm -hmm. So he's very into the whole, well, you're not on the phone talking to someone. You're not, you know, in what makes sense to him in the routine of work, right? right. She's in her routine of work, which is kind of different every day in a way. Right. right. I feel like it's a lot of people really. Yeah. Um, so it's a little different every day in a way. And it's very, in a, in a sense, it makes sense for her. But to him, she's not activating his vice. Right. right? And so it became conflict in mm -hmm. the house. She couldn't do any personal work inside the house. She had mm -hmm. to go and work on a computer outside of the house. So he yeah. wasn't micromanaging in a way. Which I had that <laughs> exact same with my last my last girlfriend, mm -hmm. when we lived together, mm -hmm. it was like when I needed to get work done, she didn't understand because right. I'm not going to a physical work location to get my work done. I'm on the couch or in the basement or I'm like... So this is really yeah. putting your own, in a way, secure vices yeah. on other people. Right. That's a thing too. Absolutely. Right? So mm -hmm. you drink alcohol, let's say, and I don't drink alcohol at all. Mm -hmm. And even though I could, it's not a belief system that I have. It's just right. I don't like it or I just don't engage with it or I just don't enjoy it as much. But you can't understand that because yeah. your dopamine's going, but we have to have alcohol, right? Right. So how can I engage in that? And sometimes mm -hmm. people will put their own vices on others. Yeah. And, and the like, flip side wait. too. And so this is actually a distinction uh, that I talk to people like my friend, my social groups about a lot mm. is um, there are people who drink, right? And I make that like a very, it's a statement like the people who drink, drink, mm -hmm. and we drink a lot and mm -hmm. we can drink endlessly, right? We can kill a bottle, get drunk, <laughs> be ridiculous. Maybe um, go to the next one. Yeah. Go into the next bottle and then, but that doesn't make us an alcoholic just because we're consuming an excessive amount of liquor. Right, right. right. Um, people who don't drink don't understand that, right. what I found, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, so that being a vice, right, is like, hey, I drink. When I drink, I love drinking and I like getting lit. Uh, and when I'm around people who are, have the same thing, like we get each other. Um, the one, like we talked about on a previous episode, the reason that I quit drinking is because it's like my productivity level goes down mm -hmm. in the days following that. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm hungover more and my brain is just foggy. Um, but I'm in tune with, okay, 
Am I drinking because I want to celebrate, because I want to mourn, because I'm bored? Like, what is leading me towards consumption? Mm -hmm. um, if it's with my friends who drink, it's an intentional choice and I want to drink, right? Um, but is it, is it, and then I'm making the choice, okay, I could, if I'm going to drink tonight, it's a very high likelihood I'm going to be unproductive for the next day or two. Um, and I'm doing it with intention. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it just because it's habit mm -hmm. or that it's expected, right? Um, but so it comes from being able to not drink, right? To say, hey, I'm going to stop drinking for X amount of time just to get clear-headed um, gives me more clarity on my choice to do something. Mm. Right? So having intentional breaks... Yeah. Not saying that I'm not going to get rid of it entirely, yeah. but just having breaks with your vices can bring clarity. Exactly. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, and so I do that with a lot of stuff in my life. So that's why I gave up TV mm -hmm. um, in 2003 because it's like I was watching TV all the time mm -hmm. and I loved it. And I was like, well, let me stop watching TV and see if it's something that I still love. Ooh, so you're experimenting on yourself. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Needing to really explore yourself more through experimentation mm -hmm. and intentional planned experimentation yeah versus just i'm gonna get rid of all of it and then of course we have huge relapses yeah and it doesn't work no it's like society says i shouldn't be doing this so i'm gonna quit so i can mm -hmm. fit in with society and it never works oh yeah right? that's a great word fit mm -hmm. into society or great phrase yeah <laughs> fit into, that's not me. uh fit mm -hmm. into society i think that's a great question too. Am I mm -hmm. doing this just so I can fit into society mm -hmm. or am I doing this as an experimentation or to better my productivity, to better my health? You right. Know? There's, and I feel like we are in a world of statements versus hypotheses yeah. and I, the entire world and everything we know is literally a hypothesis. Mm -hmm. Gravity is still a theory. Okay. It is not a fact. <laughs> Okay. That, that one won't go over well. I know. It's true. But yeah. it, it's, I mean, we all know it's there. Right. We just don't know how it works. That's why it's a theory and not necessarily a fact, right? Yeah. Like, my sky is blue and you identify that as blue, but is it truly the same actual color? Right. And that's your eyes are different from mine, The right? thing about science that's missed is right. that it's all but theories. But we always no look at the facts. world through facts of yeah. even myself, right, mm -hmm. and beliefs. So that's the death. Right. Versus the hypothesis, which is open to possibility. To new information that can change the theory. Correct. But it should or always change. be open, too. Yeah. This is the new information I have. Yeah. And, you know, even though I don't enjoy the medical community because my own traumas and triggers in the past, mm -hmm. I enjoy with the fact that they don't necessarily have facts everywhere. It's mm -hmm. always, this is the education we have today. That's what you're always told. This is what we know now. And in, in a year or two later, we might have more information. Right, mm. so there's always testing, and granted, Western is different than Eastern, and so on. But I don't. Think what that's I like is that they're the medical community. I think that's just what I appreciate <laughs> from parts of the medical community or science community. Whatever you want to say, it doesn't have to be medical. It could be science. Is okay. always we'll this theories like and hypotheses. Is like this is our best guess. Yeah, and they're always open to new information because if yeah. they're closed. They become what we have known in history that creates huge accidents, mm -hmm. right? So having hypotheses even about yourself, mm -hmm. I think that is awesome. Yeah. And it's a fun because we're our best testing ground, right? So it's like, but if we, it takes, we have to be aware of what's happening to be able to understand if I do X, Y, and Z, I'm going to get X, Y, and Z result. Mm -hmm. um, 
But I think that a lot of people don't test things with themselves. They just go through life, you know? So again, this, it's so interesting how this podcast episode is so Mm -hmm. tied with what we're talking about now in our podcast episode (laughs) with uh, Sadhguru with Tom Bilo and Impact Theory. Sadhguru says, um, it's interesting how one doesn't know much about oneself because you could not brush your teeth for five days and your nose is so close to your mouth, but you can't smell it. But mm-hmm. everyone around you can. Yeah, that's right. Funny. That's so a it's, good analogy. Yes. Yeah, so it's like you <laughs> cannot seem to always investigate yourself. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, what's wrong with everyone else, but it, you really need to investigate what's going on with you. Absolutely. But it's one of the most difficult things you can do. Yeah. And I feel like that comes with the vices, though. Yeah. You're conditioned to be part of vices. You're conditioned to operate with mediocrity and consistency, like waking up, taking the shower, going to work, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this pattern of what you should do. Mm-hmm. rather than the pattern of curiosity. Yeah. So it's the pattern of death versus the pattern of life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really accurate. Um, and I, it goes back to that word again, like how can we just be more curiosity, curious about things in ourself, mm-hmm. in our world? Yeah. I think that's cool. Which is a great segue, which by the way, this is new information for you. My channel is officially going to be The Curious Explorer. Hey! Yeah. Coming at a date, which is not determined because that would be death. <laughs> That's going to be my excuse from now on. So when's that happening? Oh no, that would be death. That's <laughs> yeah. life. I can't give you an exact date or time because that is death. No, I mean deadline holds accountability, right? Yeah. But I mean, there's a. I feel like there might even be balance between death and life. With, I mean, there is with everything, right? Mm-hmm. An ending and a beginning. Right? Yeah. And so having a deadline for something or even mm-hmm. advice, I think is important. Have mm-hmm. a death to that past self. Yeah. And continue life with your new self. Yeah. Right. So accountability can hold hold to that because at this time, the death of our past selves will begin mm-hmm. or will be done and the new will begin. Okay. Right. So even having a plan for those vices, I think is really cool. Yeah. And knowing like what, no matter what it is, whether it's cocaine or... <laughs> illicit sex or uh, video games or excessive drinking, I think if it's done intentionally, don't get rid of it. Knowingly. Knowingly. What it is, why it is, how Mm -hmm. it is, Mm -hmm. all of those introspections. Yeah. And just, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Like there's, I don't think we live in this world where we can say there are things that are good and there are things that are bad. Mm -hmm. Everything just is. Mm -hmm. Society says what's good. Yeah, society says, well, this is illegal, so it's bad. And I, w- I would actually argue um, that I think that drugs are the number one thing we've been lied to about more than at least my generation has been lied to, like, the effects of drugs on um, the body and the world. Uh, yes, there are terrible things about it, but if it's not used as a vice, if it's not used as an addiction, if it's just uh, something that's intentional, I don't think there's anything bad about it. Mm-hmm. I think a great example of that is um, looking at medications. So, yeah, right? <laughs> as a caregiver of a wounded warrior once upon a time, and yeah. really seeing wounded warriors everywhere around you with literally limbs that have been blown off. Yeah. Okay. You see these guys having dependencies on things because mm-hmm. they have been pushed upon them, saying this is the correct way mm-hmm. for you to navigate not only your pain, et mm-hmm. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Yeah. And so doing those things can bring a Band-Aid, a patch to it, mm-hmm. right? 
So things like opioids, like morphine, mm -hmm. right? Or Vicodin, whatever. These guys are taking such large portions of opioids, mm -hmm. which is okay to have once or twice, right? Right. There's a cutoff date for those things. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of people, they have to continue on because they have to increase their dosage, Enough, yeah. increase their dosage mm -hmm. in order to manage their pain when there are alternatives around them. Mm -hmm. The opium is not the problem. It's the use of and the prescription of and exactly. the navigation of. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so, again, being open to possibilities, there are things like marijuana. There are mm -hmm. things like, oh, there's all sorts of stuff coming out of South America. Uh, <laughs> mushrooms are getting legalized uh, now. So mushrooms can have mm -hmm. helps in certain areas, again, but there's misuse in everything. If you yeah. misuse your car, you, you can, can create great damage. People. Yeah. If you use it in a way that helps serves you and society around you, it can be mm -hmm. a great blessing. Yeah. Same damn thing. So that's the distinction. There's so much what we say is good and what's bad, what's right and what's wrong. But I don't think that really, it's I don't think how, that's accurate at all. why and intention. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So Miss Anastasia, what's, Mr. Your, David. what's your number one takeaway of today's episode? I need to do a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm going to go home and do a lot of journaling on things. Yeah. Because, yes, this is a great refresher as to why I do things now, why am I going into something, and why am I holding on to things Okay. that I know don't serve me. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. Mm -hmm. How about yourself? You said something earlier, and I I asked you first because I was trying to remember what it was. <laughs> that really jumped out. Delay that tactics. I really liked, Yeah. So your homework is to go home and watch this episode. To rewatch it for my takeaway. Because it was a big one. You said it. I was like, oh. Snap. Um, but really, I think just that the intentionality of making a choice in life of mm -hmm. the things that you keep and the things you don't keep. And especially if you're a, a parent, like having intentionality with seeing that in your children as well. So not necessarily what your expectations of what you think is or isn't their advice. Uh Find out from them if it's advice or not advice through questioning instead of like imparting your experience on your kid. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. or, or your friends. It doesn't have to be a parent-child relationship. It can be like, who in your life have you ever told someone they should stop doing something? Uh, have you ever? Yeah, we've all done it, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, I don't think you should date that guy because he's kind of an asshole. Um, or hey, I don't think you should take that job because working full-time is for the suckers. That was directed towards me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took a part-time job and David is not happy about it. Because that's you. But that's experience. me. That's all me. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I know, I know that. I realize that. <laughs> now. <laughs> cool. Right. So everyone who's thoughts? listening, think about what your takeaway is from our episode. Meantime, you can like, subscribe, and share this episode mm -hmm wherever you're listening and watching it to a friend or even to yourself to watch later again. Cause I think this was a great episode yeah. actually. Or share it with an enemy. Or share it with an enemy. Share it with your micromanaging boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please do. With the note of you want to watch this. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like That's that. awesome. Well, thanks for cool. listening and watching our episode. And we'll see you guys soon. Yeah. You didn't say you're my favorite. And you. <laughs> and you are my favorite person. 
It's been so long since we've done an episode, I forgot. Thank you for listening to another episode of I Don't Know What the Fuck I'm Doing podcast. We can't do this without you, and to reward you for your support, we would like to invite you to something unique. Go to beacons.ai forward slash IDKWTFPOD to schedule a complimentary 15-minute phone call with one of us. You can also find the link in the description. We're here to brainstorm with you on different solutions for your business or life. We want to hear your feedback about our podcast or even just schedule some time to say hi. Not only that, but anyone who chats with us will get a voucher for $100 in restaurant coupons. Schedule some time today and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.